Good morning and welcome to the Integrateness Podcast with Jason and Jolene. It may not be morning, it may be afternoon, evening, middle of the night, whenever. Tomorrow. I'm, tomorrow. It could it, be tomorrow. It could be the day after it comes out. It could be a week after it comes out. Um, I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. <laughs> and we're talking about preventive, like we did a couple weeks ago, something on preventative health measures so you don't mm-hmm. like get sick later and all this stuff. We're talking now about preventative stress. And that's something I don't think people think a lot about. Yes. It's preventing stress from happening. Yeah. And just even like being proactive and managing your stress before it hits that boiling point. Right. So uh, I, I, I think about this as in terms of like simplifying stress. So stress is going to come upon us. We're going to have pressure. We're going to have fast times in life. We're going to have slow times in life. We're going to have times where like you can't, you know, some people will say, oh, it sounds like you need to just get rid of a couple things. Well, you can't, right? I mean, I'm not allowed to get rid of three children. <laughs> <laughs> Which cause a lot I've, of stress. I've seriously considered, right? Because that is, that would reduce my laundry. It would reduce my bathroom cleaning. It would reduce my picking up of items. It would reduce my running around town stuff, right? Yeah, for sure. But I'm not allowed to do that. So there are some times in your life where you can't just get rid of the things, right? And it's not always negative stress. Stress is simply like pressure to perform at certain times, right? Like we put stress on an item if we put weighted items on it, right? There's stress on the legs of the chair, whatever, right? Um, So if you look at it as in like, how can I better manage that and proactively prepare for it? How do I simplify how that stress impacts me? Exactly. And there are a number of ways you can do it. It's funny because I do um, every year this Daily Stoic Challenge, which is like 21 days, New Year, New Year. And it's more just habits. And every I've done it every year, but what's neat is that I'm usually ahead of the game on like 18 of the 21. And one of them that they talk about is minimizing things so you have less decisions to make so that your mental energy is there for the big decision-making things. And so there's little, and I started doing it. So like, I don't know if you noticed, Julian, I don't wear a lot of like flamboyant clothing with like patterns and pictures on it. Yeah. Because then you think, oh, do I want to wear this shirt today or that shirt today? So I've got like nine shirts that are just kind of plain, right? And I just do that. Same with jeans. I just have a stack of pants and I just pick up that one at the top. I grab a shirt that kind of goes with it and it reduces thinking about what I'm going to wear for the day. Oh my God. My boyfriend does the same thing. It's good He wears Kevin. jeans and a black shirt. He has like 40 black shirts. Yeah, yeah. And he, he just minimized that. He was like, I got rid of 15 black shirts. But he has a <laughs> massive Jordan collection, like huge, like a wall of display cases yeah. of Jordans. So he'll like decide on what shoes he wants to wear that day. Which is good. Yeah. I have about two or three pairs of shoes that I run. Yeah. Like cowboy boots and then That's like, so funny. like Doc, not Doc Martens, uh, Blundstones. Yep. And then just another nice or pair of shoes that's it yeah three coats it's it's very true my closet is very full and i've gone through all ages and stages and seasons in the wardrobe that i have and that is a constant what do i wear and my kids all get hand-me-downs they have so many clothes i kid you not they have like 35 shirts they have multiple pairs of pants and they have their favorites but we go through and try and thin those all the time and it's really hard to get rid of things that you don't want to have to spend money on later And they still like some of those things. But I see that same problem of decision-making, more things to put away, yeah. more stuff. And for me and my kids, I try and keep the clutter to a minimum in our house. And to somebody else who has like 
like Kevin has a pretty minimalist house and it's just him and a teenager and they all clean up after themselves. Yeah. So it's very basic and clean and tidy all the time. I'm like, my house must look like a disaster to you when it, you come. But, you know, you compare that against somebody else. Like my house is super tidy, right? Oh, and look at our in. house. It's it's like, you know, like there's three of us and three cats and it's a disaster usually, which is fine. It's a, that's We live in controlled chaos that way. Like my wife likes that kind of thing, right? Totally. Of, not even clutter, but... She collects stuff and holds on to it. And that's yeah, it. and it's a delicate balance yeah. between those things. What, you know, like what is visually stimulating and creates like energy in your space mm-hmm. and then what takes away from it. Like, and I, I feel like every room in a house kind of creates a different feel. It, right? it, oh yeah, our, completely. Like this room here that we're in, which I yes. recorded, this is my space. Yes. Um, but you go into the living room and it's sort of got more of a Jesse vibe because she spends more time in there. And it's for, you know, entertaining and stuff like that. And, and for Griffin, and for Griffin right? right? He's got his space too, but he also kind of comes out there. So it's that Feng Shui yes. concept. Yeah, totally. I follow this guy on Instagram actually, and he talks a lot about different Feng Shui things. And today it was like to bring wealth into a room, you put a chandelier or a fountain in the center of it. Oh yeah. So he was like in a restaurant or a hotel and I was like, oh, interesting. Wealth and prosperity to, to draw it in. I was like, oh, that's cool. But yes, all of those kinds of things. So minimalist kind of approaches to things, whether it be your clothing. I'm thinking of like, I used to sling Tupperware on the side. So I have a massive Tupperware collection and like my kids have probably like four different water bottles each one or one's for summer and one's for hockey. And then two are for school in case one gets left there. But that's 12 water bottles just for three kids. Plus I have about three or four plus we have extras. I got all the stuff for free, right? But I also know when my Tupperware drawer is full, it means that my meal prep in the freezer is not there, right? So I also have this ebb and flow where I often use all of it. But all of those things take up mental capacity and it's more stuff in the in the dishwasher. And I mean, we reduce waste because I haven't bought like saran wrap in years, but it's still all those kinds of things. Shoes. And I look at this for my kids. Like sometimes we have... Like, I kid you not, 20 pairs of winter gloves because they can go out and in a two-hour span change gloves three times each. And lose them. And then so you got to get more and they're to wet. replace them. Yeah. Right? yeah, right? They're all wet. Yeah, it's very interesting. And and kids trip up that minimalist kind of approach to things, I think, right? They For, do. In, in, in my life. Griffin, now that he's of a certain age, it's funny, he would wear whatever mm-hmm. for years. But now it's like he's got all these clothes. But now it's tan pants and black shirts. Oh my gosh, So he has I like four... It tan pants and like four or five black shirts. He was just got his own kid, like zoo, whatever, zoo York and like SpongeBob and that, but that's, and that's all he wears now. I love that. It's interesting. So it'd been so interesting to watch. So he's kind of minimalized it too. Yeah. Instinctively, instinctively as he's gotten older. Yeah. My son's done that. He's all about shorts and track pants. That's it. Like, so he's got a drawer full of other pants and he wants nothing to do with them. Yeah. Nothing to do with that. (laughs) Shorts and track pants, mom. That's it. That's all I need. Which is, I mean, that's interesting, but that's that's partly seeing someone come into their own. I think on their part, it's just making life easier for them. It is. He doesn't have to make decisions. Exactly. He used to have so many pairs of pants. He never cared what he wore. Yeah. It's very interesting. You know, but then I look at some people. I have a friend who, um, her and her husband and two boys are traveling in a trailer all across the States. They've done this a couple summers and now they've decided to make a lifestyle out of it for a year or how long. I don't know. And they're schooling on the road, going to all these different sites, you know, um, and it's interesting because, yeah, you you look at what like what minimalism looks like at that point, right? What's the bare necessities of what people need? And we can survive off that. Oh, yeah. Right? But sometimes we buy more stuff to make things easier. And I don't know. Like, I, it makes it more complicated, too. I lived in Australia out of a backpack for a year. Yeah. But it, it was just you. But it was right? just me. But, I mean, that's still. But still. Like, you really realize, like, you can survive for a year with two 
two kinds of pants. Yes. Three or four shirts, some underwear. You just replace what what's um what gets wrecked or something like that with just a new one. But you don't buy like three or four. You buy one. Yeah. And it was really cool. And it's something. I mean, geez, I'd love to try that again. Right. Yeah. Something okay. Like that. Okay. We'll, it's like we'll Jack Reacher. You. you guys hear that? Come summertime, Jason's gonna live out of a backpack. Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I back on that. <laughs> I worked with a lady, and she was quite fashionable. And her sister-in-law was like a, a gym guru, and she was like just would wear her gym clothes and stuff. And she challenged her to not buy any more clothes for, I want to say it was like sixty days. It was like a two-month challenge or something. And she had to wear a new outfit every day. And my colleague did it. She was, with the exception of undergarments, but my colleague was able to do it. I would be able to do that. It doesn't mean I would like what I was wearing some of the days, um, but she was able to do it. And I was like, wow. For sure. sure. Like there's articles, whole like articles and YouTube videos online on how to like get a hundred outfits out of like five pieces of clothes. Yeah. No, this was, she had that many clothes that she was able to wear one item per day. You know, wow. yeah, it's crazy. So that like shows us, you know, so that's materialist things. And we live in a materialism, consumerism part of the world, right? Um, unless we've got people on the other side of the world listening to us that are in different scenarios. Let us know. Not in, in North America. But, you know, I look at things like even in my schedule. How do I simplify stress in my schedule? So I am always color coding things in my schedule. I need quick snapshots. I need to be able to look at my week, but essentially each day. And each day I then meal plan. Okay, do I need food available right away after work? Are we kind of eating at the arena? What are we doing? Because I got to pre-plan all of that as well as lunches, as well as breakfast, you know, yada, yada. Um, But scheduling is the big one for me. It leaves everything very clear and I can visually see where I have breathing room and where I don't. So then I know how to preload relaxation time, flexibility. You know, I have, I get a lot of unexpected things dropped on me, particularly with my, my kid's dad, right? So I'm constantly shifting my plans to accommodate that. And I can't change that, but I can... I can always safety net it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at again. And I was in that same place most of last year. Um, so it's about how to sort of best roll with those punches in terms of like staying on top of it. So it doesn't like, I laughed because I was like, I asked for 2024 to be the year of immersion. And I meant depth, not fucking drowning. Because <laughs> that's one of the definitions. It is too, isn't it? Drowning in. <laughs> you have to like plunge into yeah. deep water or something. It's like, no, that's not what I meant actually. Yeah. Yeah. So what are other ways that you simplify stress in your life? Like specifically with work and stuff. I know we talked about this in the New Year's episode. Oh, you're asking me. Okay. I mm-hmm. thought you were putting it on. Yeah, to sorry. The sorry. <laughs> this is well, Jason's turn. This is my turn. Well, it's interesting because I remember I talked about flow and go. Yes. A lot, because I didn't know about stuff that was going to be happening. And I've kind of started getting answers. I mean, we're already into, like, the end of February. so But we're recording it at the end of January. So I've started to get answers to that. So um, I've kept it really simple. Like, like right now, I'm just working on wrapping up the third season of our show. Like, my contribution to, like, shot lists and edit lists and narrations and stuff like that. And that is really, work-wise, other than this podcast, all I'm focusing on. Because I've got some stuff that is going to be coming up. That's going to take a lot of my time. So I need this all out of the way. Wow. So I'm focusing on all of it right now. And it means I'm going to be putting time in on weekends and everything just to get it done. Um, which is good because we're not shooting any more episodes because we might have something that's going to be happening. So we got to wait and see how well these are received. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. a very much a juggling act. So my work right now is that's it, which is nice. Because I know that every, during the day, all I've got for work is this one thing. And I kind of do it as long as I can until my brain starts to fry and my eyes start to water. 
and then I just step away. Yeah. And then the rest of the day is kind of mine. And I'm really enjoying that right now because as someone who is very easily a workaholic, I know I'm going to have that part of my life satisfied very soon. And it's going to be very much, uh, not flow and go. It's just going to be go, 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 go. Yeah. Wow. And that's the thing. You're looking at it from like a long-term uh, kind of perspective, right? Like the marathon, right? Where yep. do I sprint? Where do I just pace myself? Yep. Right? And I think that when we can look at uh, monthly kind of intentions and goals and pace, like the pace of each month is going to shift. That's what that pressure looks like. Yep. So when you have slower paced months, be proactive, right? Like maybe you don't just sit on your ass and rest. Um, I'm not saying that's not useful, but maybe that's the time that you do preventative spring cleaning exactly. or knowing that like come come springtime, if you're really busy with something, then it's like, okay, I'll get these things ready. Like I will prepare what that swap of clothes for the kids might be, or I'll prepare the things. I'll pre-book the appointments to get the winter tires off, yep. right? All that kind of shit. I'll just take care of it now because I won't have mental capacity to easily do that later. I will like, I always laugh. I'm like, geez, my like three month ago self was really fucking ambitious for this version of me right now. Like she really thought I was gonna nail this, damn it. Or I go, I love my my two months ago self because she was super prepared for what was happening right now. Exactly, right? exactly. My dad had that, like he was a contractor. Mm -hmm. So if he didn't work, he didn't get paid. So he was self-employed, yeah. kind of like what I am now. So when it was busy, he worked. Yeah. And he didn't spend this all this extra money he was making. He just sort of hung on to it. And we just kind of lived very much the same, whether it was like, you know, boom or bust. But he was he planned that way. And then when he wasn't as busy, that's when we did holidays and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And so I kind of learned that from him. And you always prepare. And you always get, the big thing he taught me is you get your work done first so you can play later. I'm big on that. I'm I don't still go in, big on that. I don't go into debt to play. I yep. don't. Financial mm -hmm. debt, I do not go into debt to play. Like even, you know, I remember like a $20,000 trip we took to Europe on our honeymoon, Chad and I, I had that sucker paid before we went. Yep. I was like, I will not enjoy myself if I know I'm coming home to a credit card. Exactly. Like that was two, you know, two paychecks each that we weren't acquiring while we were gone. Plus the expenses of being there. Like that was a lot and to, you, and mor a mortgage, cheap. a mortgage to pay. Right. <laughs> yep. So, but you know, I think we came back with like a few thousand dollars on artwork that we both agreed was like something we wanted, yep. right? So, you know, those are really big pieces. And I know that about myself. Like if I take vacation time, I'll typically run a workshop to cover that. I can't be running behind on stuff, yep. right? Um, because that financial piece. So also think about, you know, when it comes down to the basic maintenance of your body, right? If you are too busy to nourish yourself nutritionally with enough protein and keep your blood sugars balanced and eat the right foods to keep you in this part of the marathon, um, if you're not doing that, you're not going to be able to keep up with it the same. So yes, you may have to invest some time that's going to steal away from something initially, but it's actually going to work preventatively and longevity wise. So for me, that's the scheduling piece that that's probably most likely meal prep stuff. Um, that's also, you know, meditation. Yep. You and I both talk about meditation every day that, you know, if, if you fit that into, to work as a preventative measure for you, you will notice the difference. If you take it away, that's actually where you'll notice it. You won't notice yeah. it when you're doing it. No, when you, I know <laughs> right? some days I don't, I yeah. suffer, right? Like totally. I, I've got to the point now where suddenly it's like eight o'clock at night and I realize I haven't. So I do it. 
Yeah. So I do my 10 minutes, even five, but I yeah. make sure something gets done that day. Yeah. And I think sometimes the fast pace of life right now, and also when we're trying to be mindful and in the moment, it's funny because this whole time I'm talking about this preparing for the future, it's like, but how does that take us away from the present moment? Right. And it's a delicate balance because if you really want to sink into that, like I'm going to be mindful and live in the present, then you're going to sacrifice in some of those other areas down the way. Um, in some ways, it's a delicate balance, right? It is. It really is. But it's an, if you can figure it out, yeah, it's important. And you'll just overall will not feel as stressed or behind the eight yes. ball or anything like that. Because I can think about the times where I was so busy doing things to, to for the next thing. It's like chasing the goal you're never going to get, right? And it felt like the hamster wheel. Whereas the type of intentional time and busy and proactive work I'm doing that fills my schedule but keeps it flowing that feels different mm -hmm. because I can be more present in those moments I don't have to be thinking and rushing around in the same way I was before right yeah. it's more controlled it's more grounded I am literally more present in those times exactly and schedule specific downtime like I schedule time where I'm like I refuse to put something in here like I had a delivery to do to somebody before Christmas and I just did it like two days ago and I told her I'm really sorry but I've intentionally taken away responsibility for myself because I don't want to be in that revved up state anymore so I just kept saying this isn't gonna happen today yep I, I could have and rushed it in a 10 minute drop off and just been like zooming around everywhere. But Here you go. Thank you, I just kept choosing not to. And then yep. her and I were able to have a 20 minute conversation at the time. It, and it, it's, it's, yeah, no, that's so important. Like I do that too. Like once seven o'clock at night hits, if I'm not going out anywhere, I do not, that's my time. And yeah. the phone gets, is turned off. Oh, I'm so jealous. And I just sit and chill. Cause I'm, I'm at an age now. Like Griffin's yeah. doing his Griffin's thing. Griffin's at an age. Yeah. Jess is doing her thing. Right. And so that's my time. That's true. And I get that every, every night that I've, you know, not out working or yeah. have at a commitment kind of thing. Yeah, mine, yeah. it's about 10 o'clock by the time I hit that it point. It used in to my be life. in the house yes. at our, it was about yeah. 10, 9 30, yeah. 10 o'clock. You're giving me hope. Sleep. Kevin gives me hope. He's always yeah. just like sitting in this quiet house when I talk to him. I'm like, oh my God, I'm still, oh, yeah. I'm still doing this and this and this. <laughs> the day will come, Jolene, when your kids oh. will love you but want nothing to do with you. This and you'll is be what like, I this hear. is my time. Wow, <laughs> right. this is what I hear. Yeah, I'm holding on to all the moments while I have them for sure. One thing too, when you, to, or listeners out there, if you're trying to decide, if you want to minimize the stuff you have, mm. uh, there's this guy, I'm sure we've talked about it before, Mary Kondo. Oh, Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo, right? Yes. And she talks, and it's it's a real simple thing. Love it. You hold the thing in your hand, and does it bring you joy or not? And if it doesn't bring you joy, you pack it up and you put it in a box. Actually, before you pack it up and put it in a box, you hold it to your heart space. That's right. You thank it for what it gave you, and That's you right. move it on. And my kids and I were very eager to do that. So it's interesting. My girls share a room. My one girl wants it moved around all the time. Like I have moved it. Me and Hazel actually moved it around for Isabel like a couple times already. So we did that and Isabel was like happy to toss everything. Mm -hmm. She wants less stuff in there. And she was very quick to be like, yep. here, I'm taking all these. I'm like, uh, some of these books you actually need. Like, yeah. No, no, we're not just tossing the whole thing. But it was very interesting to watch each of them separate from their things. When there's monetary, like, I want to sell this. How much will I get for it? They're, yep. they're all into that lately. Um, but yeah, one of them is craving minimal space. She doesn't want to share a room anymore. She is just like, I just want my own space, mom. And I want it to look simple she wants her it to way look simple. right yeah and the way yep. she wants it to look for sure yeah um and i love that right like does this bring me joy i also you know that you can do the thing like have i worn this in the last year it's a big and one. i'm really starting to do that stuff and i have a hard time separating from things when i'm like i know so and so could use this for their kid and i know so and so could use this 
but I can't deliver it to all those people or even make the connection sometimes. So I actually had to get to a point where I was like, I am happy donating all this to Diabetes Canada because they come to your door and pick it up. Yeah, which is even even better. So does the, I think, the Boys and Girls. Okay, yeah. Club, I always big have, Brothers, Big Sisters I goes always, around. I'm opportunistic because Diabetes Canada will call me. And I'm yep. like, yep, you called me at the right time. But I now have come to a point where I'm like, I'm okay just donating that. Yep. Yep. And I just started putting them in all boxes. And I just started being like, I'm okay throwing this out. Yep. And you have to be. And I've kind of got that too. With a, I've got rid of so much junk in the last few years. They're just same thing. I just was ready for minimalist. Just keep it, keep it simple. Yeah. We acquire lots for mm. sure. And then something else, I forget what it's called. It's come up quite a bit with my clients. Um, like it came up quite a bit last month and I was like, what is this? Um, and it's about, um, it's like a, like a death cleaner. Okay. Uh, kind of thing uh, and they help you organize your personal affairs and your belongings so that if you were to die your family members aren't responsible for that because that's a huge in a sense job. right yeah. and there might be some things in your life you don't want family members to find you know i always joke that i'm like okay so if i die or if i go missing go into the bedside stand <laughs> Like Grab the box. I think we talked about this Dispose the of the evidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? But like, yeah, you might have things like that that you just like, you know, um, how do I, and, and I actually, you know, know a couple people who are like, before they leave their house, like, what, how do I not want to leave this space if I happen to not come home today? Yeah. Right? Like, it's just a really interesting way to look at things. But I forget what the actual name is called. I feel like it's like death cleaners or something. Uh, but that's their their whole purpose, right? It's is, a cool job. Actually. Yeah. Really interesting. I think, like, we prepare so much for birth and that rite of passage into life. We really drop the ball in, like, this, this like, transition out of life and the things that we can prepare for there. Because we have such a weird stigma around death, right? we got to do a whole episode on that. Yeah. That is a whole episode. Oh, yeah. Wow. Good. There That's all go. one thing we needed to come up with next. Yes. Yes. <laughs> See? Preventative stress. Yeah. That is what <laughs> it is, right? Example. And this is why kids will often say to their parents, like, do you have a will in place? What do you want with this? And they're hard conversations to have with your family members. But death and grief does really bad things to families. Oh. And siblings, especially adult siblings, will fight over shit like you don't even know. It's I've wild. I've seen it recently with a friend, my buddy Sean and his two sisters. So bizarre. Like it's just, it's just makes no sense. Yeah. So knowing that, you want as many of those decisions made by the person themselves while they're still here. Yeah. And like that's something I really love about in respect about my mom is she has laid out a lot of stuff very clearly. I have a copy of her will. We know what she wants. And she just proactively did did that for us right yeah um i've because, done that too i've yeah. done that too already yeah actually i stuff, yeah. i have to redo my will this is my reminder ding ding right <laughs> oh my gosh my kids get everything <laughs> makes it simple right. <laughs> yeah so right now kind of in this moment what could be some things that are sparking for you that you're like yeah i could I could additionally do this for preventative stress measures. And that might be stress created on your family, stress created somewhere else. Like for me, if I had some monetary resources for things like a cleaner, holy shit, right? But oh, I'm gotcha. like, you know, I, I would have to take away the budget I have for my Pilates. And I'm like, that is my stress management. So if I took that away from myself just to pay a cleaner, damn it. Like, yeah. I actually think that screws me over. Yeah. Right? So I would rather do my own cleaning. And really, it's just floors and bathroom I would pay someone to do. I can, like, I'll take care of the rest, whatever. But those are big ones that are, like, a couple times a week always just, like, draining me. You oh, know? for sure. I, we would love that. We ended up getting a Roomba. 
Yeah, like I have one vacuums, of those, just because I... it makes a difference. It makes a difference. Like it yeah. just it's one less thing to worry about, and I run it like you know once once a week kind of thing. Oh yeah, you can run it every day. And you it can. Just does it, its thing. It's just loud. Yeah. Oh yeah, because when you're home all the time, you would notice. Yeah. yeah. And mine, I haven't used in this new in this house for a long time. My old house, I used it all the time, but it just would get stuck everywhere in this house, and I was yeah. like, this is a pain in the ass. And it speaks a different language. Did I ever tell you that? No. Oh yeah, my son when he was little, he pressed the buttons on it. I cannot understand the language nor <laughs> how to switch it. So I never know what's wrong with her because she speaks a totally different language. Interesting. Yeah. So Interesting. now, in order to run my Roomba, I have to take second language. <laughs> that's just too much. That's more stress right? than you need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for you, Jason, what's sparking that you can maybe try for yourself? Oh. To simplify stress. To simplify stress. Move? <laughs> right? Like, I fantasized about that. I when... would. Like if I could live, my dream is to live in the woods and that would make a huge difference because just noise, like, like I'm, like we've talked about before, noise, traffic, people, just, just being out in it gives me stress. But if I'm out in the woods, yeah. <laughs> I could handle a bear or a Bigfoot wandering onto my property. That'd be so much that easier to be, deal with, that's right? That's content for that's you. That's content for me, but like to deal with like people and stuff, no. Um, but realistically... I've almost pared it back as far as I think I could go. Like cool. I could probably adjust the diet a little bit more. Cause I find, especially over Christmas, you just don't watch what you eat. And I just, by the end of it, I felt crummy. And then mm -hmm. I was like, like crankier, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think diet. Too many tough affairs. Too many tough affairs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but so if I, if I clean up my diet a bit more, that would just naturally help. Cause my body's just running at a different energy uh -huh. level and a much more positive one. So that's one for sure. Um, and I think, I know once I get busy again, it's just going to be like getting back into scheduling better. Like right now I'm not scheduling as much cause I don't have as much to do, Totally. but just sort of planning my time wiser and then making sure that I do take that time at night. Cause I've, I've found when I was running that YouTube channel for about two years, yeah. it just would infringe all the time. That, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, my social media page is the first thing to go when I don't have space, right? Yeah. And that's, I made a post about mm -hmm. that just in terms of like, you know, like I, I, that's the last one, like that's free content. And so is this, yeah. but, but this has a bit of a different purpose for us. Uh, but that's a place I easily will like come and go from if I, if I don't have the space or energy for it. Um, no problem. But I wonder too, like, you know, if your simplifying stress might actually extend beyond you, Jason. So you've got yours managed, but anytime you're going to be doing something, it's going to upset the system yep. balance here. So it might be interesting to say like, hey, Jess, as my work picks up, maybe these are things I'm not doing as much of around here or as available for. Mm -hmm. What do you need? Or Griffin, what's happening? Like if he's playing basketball or something like yeah. that, like how do I now work that into my schedule or right? All those kinds of things, yep. right? Yeah, so I wonder if that might be something you end up looking into. I'm sure I'm sure it will be, especially if he's doing a sports thing. Like there's time then that I'm making sure I'm available for him, which means I then need to be willing to work a little more at night and just end my start my my personal time like at nine and nine thirty and maybe even just and just make it shorter. Yeah. Like you're more an hour of reading yes. or something. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's where sometimes things and pressures will come in that kind of rip off the good parts of your life there. Like I definitely feel a rip off in that part of mm -hmm. my life. Um, and, and sometimes that's just what you need to do. There's sometimes I have to sacrifice sleep because I'm actually preparing enough things that are going to help me the next day. Exactly. But that is my worst habit. We know that I'm super open about my lack of sleep and how that 
like even from like trying to lose weight or just being able to manage things easier. I know that that's just like an anchor holding me back. Yeah. Right. Yep. And when I'm old, I'm really going to curse myself. <laughs> I will too. I'll be like, why? Why? <laughs> why was why I, didn't what I was it? Somnophobia. Why was right? I gifted with somnophobia? Yeah. Oh which my is fear gosh. of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, trust me, it's not a fear. It's just even a lack of desire. I don't desire to go to bed. I'm not one of those people that's like, I'm so tired. Get me to bed. No, like, me neither. I never I, have been. And that's a weird thing. Like, I yep. think maybe if I was, I'd fucking go to bed. Yep. Like, I don't sit there being like, I'm so tired. I, have I to can't go to wait bed. to fall asleep. It's yeah. just like, ah, it's 1130. I guess I should. I should. Yep. I should go to bed. Yep. So maybe that's our natural rhythm maybe. too. I don't know. And maybe if we didn't have children and significant others, we would like go to bed at one o'clock in the morning and knock it up until 11 and that would I've, be fine. I didn't. That's the funny thing. I used to go to bed around 9, 30, 10. Mm-hmm. And then I would be up because Chad was an early riser at like 4.45 for work. Mm-hmm. So I would get up around 5.30 when he'd leave because I'd just give the space. And then I'd go walk my dog and then get ready for work. It was amazing. But then the minute my son came along, he wasn't a sleeper. And then, you know, at 6, we would just go out, walk the dog and then go to work. And then eventually that early morning got completely absorbed by my kids. Yeah. As it does. It was like with Griffin. Yeah. Was, Griffin was so a 5.30 a.m. wake-up kid, Yeah, right? mine have like, always... oh my God. Yeah. Really Marshall's a 5.30. My girls yeah. are a 6, right? doesn't matter what day it is. doesn't matter what time they went to bed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's one of those things, right? So then I had to start claiming that time at night, right? So yeah, it wasn't my natural cycle before, but I think it's it's what it's become. Um, for me, other ways to simplify stress that I really... I know I'm not alone, uh, asking for help. Mm-hmm. I am, I, I'm, I have trouble asking for help. I know where I can ask for help. And sometimes that is, again, you know, um, I, I do like online grocery shop. I started ordering Costco to my door. It's a little bit more money, but it doesn't take me across town. I save $500 by doing that. You know, oh, yeah. um, I ask for help from those sources. My personal network, uh, is fairly limited in how much I can ask them help for these days. Cause I feel like they're burned out. So that's kind of a weird piece, but um, I started, you know, kind of sourcing. I've never really done the babysitter thing because, again, it's like $60 to go out for a $30 dinner for two hours. Like, it's just such an offset. I can't justify it. But I've started to kind of do that, you know? Yeah, which is good. Yeah, we have a billet that's more work for me in some areas, but it's a different dynamic in our home and it has a better payoff, right? So there's some things that we're willing to put the work in for in order to still have the positive benefit from it, right? Like growing a garden, shit like that, right? Um, But for me, I would say like asking for help is one of the things, regardless of what that looks like, right? It might be asking my neighbor to be like, hey, do you mind grabbing such and such? Or, you know, me and one of the parents swap off taking kids in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I've got all of January and in February, you know, her husband's going to cover taking Marshall on Wednesday mornings. Little things like that. Makes a huge difference. It does. And I suffer at that too. Yeah, (laughs) right. Because I've been, as an only child, maybe I'm just used to doing things on my own or... We talked about this in the forgiveness episode, having been let down by so many people when I've asked for that help, I would just rather do it myself because then at least I know it's A, going to get done and then B, get done the way that I can live with it. And sometimes it's like you're past the point of delegation and you're already two steps behind and to spend more time getting someone else to do it, you could have done it. It would have just been finished. Yeah, it's a weird thing, right? So those, I I would say those are the pieces, but I very intentionally, um, because we have been looking at doing less, you and I both, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Doing less very intentionally to accomplish more. 
Yes. yes. Like it is. Like we are very accomplished. There's a lot of things we're doing. We're not actually doing less than most people. We're doing more than we're, most people. <laughs> yeah, but we're doing less of certain things to accomplish more and, and produce more in, in certain ways. Very intentional um, and efficient. But those are things that I am, am focusing on to be able to do less. Excellent. Yeah. What are you all doing now that you've listened to us for the last 20, I think 28 minutes or something like that? To L simplify stress. stress. Let us know in the comments section. <laughs> Actually, that was one of the funnest things about Tupperware is a lot of those things like the fridge savers mm -hmm. and the pantry things, they actually helped people prepare food, see what was in their fridge. There was less decisions to make at dinner time. Oh, yeah. Grocery shopping lists were easier to make because you could see what you were out of, right? Yeah. It was really funny. So organization and being like organization and being able to see everything in front of you is actually a really great simplifier right there. It is. Actually, yeah, yeah no, that's, that's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There you go. One more tip. There we go. Go buy some Tupperware. <laughs> Not from me. <laughs> well, we're back next week with your next favorite episode, even if it's not a topic you want to listen to. Too bad, suckers. Too bad. Right. Deal with it. Shaniqua got your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, I'm Jason. I'm Jolene. Talk to you next week. Mm -hmm.